Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Joining us on the line now is Rafael Pak, the spokesperson for United Hatzala. Rafael, a very good afternoon to you and thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us, uh, Rafael, once again to unpack this issue of this disastrous, this uh, deadly, sad, this tragic earthquake that's taken place uh, in Morocco that uh, hit that uh, part of the Atlas Mountains on Friday. Lots of rescue efforts going on at the moment. Uh, much trying, much being done to try and recover survivors at this point in time through trying times. My first question to you is what are United Hatzala's efforts thus far? Okay, so our efforts are surrounded uh, by going to areas uh, that haven't been reached yet okay. by uh, regular services in Morocco. Um, they've deployed a lot of uh, efforts and uh, first responders and disaster relief personnel to a lot of various areas, but they haven't hit uh, some of them. Uh, those most mainly closer in the mountains, uh, further up in the mountains, directly where... Um, the, the earthquake struck. Right. A lot of the outlying villages uh, have not been able to uh, been approached yet by first responders from local uh, local staff. We've been coordinating with them right. uh, to see which villages still need to be reached, uh, just so we can get a basic assessment of what's going on there. Right. Um, so we spent the last two days. Uh, our teams arrived in Morocco Sunday morning, very early, eight o'clock in the morning, and then we're immediately going out into the field. Um, after coordinating with the local uh, local leadership and local authorities and the sure. government, uh, and uh, basically reaching out to these villages and assessing what their needs are, we found people who, thankfully, in most of the villages, we're talking about areas where uh, you're talking one to two story buildings max, right. uh, and those uh, most of the people were not injured. Thank God, most of the people actually managed to flee their buildings, sure. flee their homes. Um, wow. So it's a very different area from what we saw in Turkey, where people were buried under rubble for days. Um, okay. At least in the villages, that doesn't seem to be the case. Raphael, um, um, sorry to, to cut to, to cut you short there. Uh, earlier on, uh, on Newsdesk was yeah. reporting, you know, that that Morocco were that there were like say diplomatic, uh, if I can put it that way, diplomatic issues to approve who was to come on board to uh, offer assistance and aid to the country. Did, did you uh, encounter any, any issues uh, upon in, entering Morocco, to, to, having, to having to enter Morocco, so, rather? We're, we're an, uh, a non-governmental agency. Right. Um, so we went in as individuals, uh, as a non-governmental agency. We have branches in different countries around the world. So we're not coming in specifically touting the fact that we're an Israeli relief organization, even though most of our operations take place in Israel. Um, okay. We didn't encourage. We didn't. Sorry, we didn't encounter any uh, difficulties whatsoever. Right. Um, there were some bureau- bureaucratic issues that needed to get through. We need to make sure that everyone was okay and able to pass through to the disaster area. A lot of places are being blocked off by the police because they don't want, uh, I'd say, non-registered or non-identified people coming of in course. to those areas. Right. Um, you know, disaster seekers and and others. Uh, who are coming in, you know, and cause more chaos than, than what they alleviate. Um, but because we, we did reach out to the local leaderships and local governments, uh, everything thankfully has been relatively smooth sailing once we got through the bureaucratic, uh, you know, necessities that needed to happen. Um, and thankfully we've been uh, very well received, I guess, from, from everybody in Morocco, both the, the leadership and the populace. Um, okay. We laid the groundwork. Part of what we also were doing over the last couple of days was laying the groundwork for a much bigger team coming in, which uh, we're hopefully sending 
Uh, please God tomorrow. Okay, uh, funny now. That, that was that was going to be my next question regarding uh, how many people are on the ground uh, at the moment and where to from here. What what is your main focus going forward? So that was exactly what the assessment team went to go do. Whenever we, we have a lot of these missions, the first uh, thing we do is get facts from the ground, and that best way we did that was send a, a small team out. Uh, they'd be able to move around very fluidly and dynamically to assess as many situations as possible and what, what's actually needed. And what we discovered was that a lot of needs are taking place more on the humanitarian side, more on the medical side, uh, right. light injuries, illnesses, things that haven't been taken care of for a while, and people who were injured, but there's no hospitals in the villages. There's no medical care, consistent medical care in the villages. There's small uh, pop-up hospitals that if they receive a little bit of equipment, they'll, they'll put up a pop-up hospital and, or, or clinic, uh, as is better referred to, sure. and, and do what they can. So, so basically, that, with that assessment, we came back and we had a whole situation meeting and, and determined that the best route, uh, best way to help people is to send two teams, uh, divide a, you know, send a group, divide it into two teams, uh, work in two different areas that were significantly hit, that having it receives uh, medical care. Right. And that we're talking about further into the mountain ranges, up from Marrakesh, a couple, you know, a uh, number of kilometers away, I forget exactly the distance. Um, but, you know, out of the cities, in the villages where there is a lot less care, and then set up clinics in those places to treat the people that we can, as sure. well as bringing in basic medicines, uh, IVs, basic medical care. We're talking about places where people have lost their houses, so there's no protection from the elements, right. even though they're well injured imagine. in the actual quake. Uh-huh. But they're exposed to the sun all day. They're exposed to the the freezing cold in the right. wintertime. Remember, it's a desert indeed, climate. Indeed, so, indeed. Um, so it's bringing a lot of heat blankets, a lot of IVs, a lot of basic med- medicine treatment, you know, bandages to heal uh, wounds that were incurred over the time period of the earthquake and beyond um, mm-hmm. in the rescue efforts. And then setting up local clinics from there, bringing as much humanitarian aid as we can. Right. Uh, what we can resort bring from here we can bring from here what we're gonna what, what we can't we'll have to resource locally okay and do as good as we can in, in yeah. each of those locations that our team set up indeed Rafael we're going to have to leave it there thank you so much for joining us this afternoon and everything of the best in all your endeavors to try and uh, find survivors and uh, yes treat those in need and uh, as I mentioned earlier on reports were saying that people are desperately in need of aid at the moment United Hatsala they're on the ground to at least assess and do what they can to assist those affected by that devastating earthquake that took place on Friday Rafael Park spokesperson for United Hatsala Yeah.